Hey guys, it's Sarah from Fairy Tall Tales, your favorite fairy tale and true crime podcast. So while it's true that we are a bi-weekly podcast with new episodes coming out every two weeks, we just didn't really feel like that was enough. And so we wanted to share some extra fun tidbits of information on the off weeks. That's where our creature feature comes in. So basically, um, when we don't release a new episode, we'll be releasing a much, much shorter episode where we highlight just one creature, uh, be it a monster, something from mythology, something from folklore, um, maybe even creatures that might exist but just haven't been proven yet. Uh, Hello, cryptozoology. Um, So we really hope that you enjoy this little segment, and if you have a favorite creature or cryptoid, uh, please let us know. You can email us at fairytalltalespod at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us or find us on Instagram and Facebook at fairytalltales. So today we're kicking it old school with a creature from everyone's favorite, Greek mythology. So today we're talking about sirens. No, not of the police or ambulance variety. Uh, These sirens are known for luring sailors with their enchanting music and singing voices. Their songs would cause men's ships to wreck on the rocky coastline when they inevitably got too close. Alternatively, sometimes guys would fling themselves into the ocean and die upon the rocks because they were just trying to get to that sweet, sweet music. They are said to be daughters of Achaeolus. Uh, By the way, I'm terrible with Greek pronunciation, so excuse me. Uh, But this guy was the most important river god, and the mother is speculated Uh, suspected to be a muse. Uh, These are inspirational goddesses. However, Euripides states that the mother was actually one of the Pleiades named Sterope. (laughs) Uh, So Homer, you know, the dude who wrote the Odyssey, he only mentions two nameless sirens, but later authors talk about more and they actually give them all sorts of names. Usually the number of sirens ranges from between two to five. They live on an island, or sometimes it's three islands, near Circe. Um, some sources agree that they live on three small rocky islands called Sirenum Scopuli, named by the Romans. Although, you know, GPS wasn't really a thing and maps not the most reliable when they're hand-drawn with speculation. So, uh, according to such accounts, their island dwelling was ghastly. Um, So picture heaps of bones and a lot of rotting human flesh. Um, That sounds like prime real estate to me, just saying. So, again, Homer, author of the Odyssey, he never really described the sirens in much detail. But early Greek art depicted them as birds with large women's heads, feathers, and scaly feet. Ovid, 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 I should know this. (laughs) He tells us that they are birds with golden plumage and the face of a virgin. Don't exactly know what the face of a virgin looks like, 
but, uh, you know, super descriptive here, guys. For Tirso de Molina, sorry, my Spanish pronunciation isn't great either, uh, who's a Spanish dramatist and poet, uh, he described them as actually half fish, half women. So most people are like, yeah, birds and women. Some people are like, mm, fish and women. Uh, insert your jokes here. I'm not going there. So later, these sirens became female figures with the legs of birds with or without wings that played musical instruments, uh, especially the harp. Not to be confused with harpies, which we will cover in another episode, I'm sure. So the 10th century Byzantine encyclopedia, Suda, says that from the waist up, sirens had the form of sparrows and were women from the waist down. Alternatively, they were birds with women's faces, but given how much, you know, art loves the female figure, uh, go to your local art museum, we can, I think, imagine what types of depictions were probably most popular with the gents. Think about it. Bird from the waist down or a woman from the waist down? I don't think we have to stretch our imaginations too far for that one. In any case, in most cases, sirens have some bird and some women involved because birds have beautiful singing voices and women are just uh, awesome and, you know, likely seductive. And uh, for this reason, for, you know, women being seductive, um, sometimes sirens are just as physically seductive as they are auditory, auditorily. Um, they look just as hot as their voices sound. Let's just say that. Um, so as with, you know, most mythical creatures, nobody agrees on everything. Some people consider them to be nymphs. Some consider them to be monsters. And some even consider them to be demons. Uh, another fun little factoid is uh, while sirens were originally both male and female, male sirens all but disappeared in art around the 5th century BC. Um, my guess is that they probably felt that men being attracted to the singing voices of other men was probably a little too uh, quote-unquote gay. I say we bring back male sirens. Can I just say that? Because yes, we should. Now, if you went to school and you paid any attention at all and you had to take literature classes like most of us had to at some point, um, you might recognize sirens from the Odyssey. So during Odysseus's return, Odysseus's, <laughs> during Odysseus's return, Circe warned him of the next stages of the journey, which included the sirens. So Odysseus, being all manly and whatnot, he decided that he wanted to hear their tempting song. So while all of the sailors plugged up their ears with beeswax, um, bees? Odysseus left his ears unplugged, and he actually had his crew who were like rowers, because remember, this was the time when... You, you didn't have engines. You, you had people who rode, rode. Anyway, <laughs> so he had them tie him to the mast because he wanted to hear the song, but he knew that the song would literally make him want to die because it was just so good. 
and he would want to drown himself trying to get to them. So when he heard the song, he begged and pleaded to be untied, but they only bound him tighter per his instructions. It's a good thing that they listened. And um, when they passed out of earshot, he used facial signs to be released. I think he frowned or something. I don't know. So while Homer did not explicitly state this, post-Homeric authors state that the sirens were ill-fated to die if someone heard their song and escaped. So after Odysseus's ship passed and Odysseus heard their song but didn't die, the sirens actually flung themselves into the water and drowned. So along the same vein, another potential fate for the sirens is uh, contained in the library of the mythologer Apollodorus. Apollodorus? I don't know. Uh, whatever his name is. Heat, which uh, tells us that Orpheus in the Argonaut ship actually sang a song even sweeter than the sirens. And upon hearing them, the sirens threw themselves into the sea where they were transformed into rocks. So even when the Christians rolled around, <laughs> sirens were continued to be used as a symbol for the dangerous temptation embodied by women. And uh, they're not the actual, they're obviously not the only ones. Uh, if you open a lot of different fairy tales or myths, there's a lot of uh, tempting women to be found there. Um, another little fun factoid: at some point in the sixth century, one was supposedly captured and baptized, and was even listed as a saint in certain ancient calendars. How about them apples? Um. So, you know, one interesting thing to note, if we remember uh, Terso de Molina, the Molina, Molina, uh, the Spanish dramatist and poet uh, during like the 16th, 17th century, like he described them as, you know, half women, half fish. Well, it's interesting to note that, I think, because these are not dissimilar to mermaids. Because mermaids, as you may or may not know, and again, I'm sure we'll cover them in another little creature feature, uh, mermaids also lure seafaring folk to their deaths by singing. So, you know, one possibility is that while, you know, the English language uses um, sirens and mermaids as two different things, like we tend to view them as two very different things, um, they kind of represent something uh, a little bit similar just because, again, you have these seafaring creatures who lure seafaring folk to their deaths because their voices are just that good. And that is the power of the voice, ladies and gentlemen. And your voice is very powerful. I'm going to take this little soapbox moment here. And, that, and say that uh, while you should never use your voice to intentionally kill somebody because that's fucking awful, you should use your voice to be heard because it is one of your most powerful weapons along with your brain. So think, speak. Um, I feel like I'm talking to a dog right now, which I swear I'm not. Don't sit, stand. Um, or sit if your legs are tired. I know like sometimes after a really long day at work, you're like, I just need to collapse into my bed. So do that. But um, yeah, so I think that 
we can learn some things from sirens that um, you can, I don't know, be super fucking seductive with your voice. And you can even, you know, um, you could be half bird or half fish and still be hot as fuck. So, you know, embody that in your day-to-day lives, people. Again, don't ever try to kill anybody. That's rude. That's really, really rude and illegal in pretty much every country, um, I think. I don't know, but it is. <laughs> so just, um, I think we should all just embody certain aspects of the sirens and certain elements from their stories that, you know, don't always need to focus on looks. You could be seductive with your voice. Go get yourself a hot date from a sailing ship. I don't know. Just, I really fell apart at the end, but that's okay. Um, Anywho, if you want to learn more about sirens, the internet is full of information. Um, You can use my sources that I also used. Um, So one of my little favorite books for learning about creatures and monsters and imaginary beings is The Book of Imaginary Beings by Jorge Luis Borges. Borges? Borges. He's um, Argentinian, I believe, so I probably butchered his name, but it's a really great book, so that was one of my sources that I used. I also used GreekMythology.com and everyone's favorite Wikipedia. So that just about wraps up this week's creature feature. I hope you learned something new. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we'll be back next week with Megan talking about fairy tales and true crimes. So just keep on being heard, people. You are the siren of your own life. And I don't know if that's uplifting or very, very sad, but uh, hang in there. You got this.